Welcome back to your soon-to-be favorite podcast. I'm Angelica. And I'm Kelsey. And this is Here We Grow. Welcome back to our podcast. <laughs> to our podcast. If you're new here, I'm Angelica. <laughs> I'm Kelsey. And this is Here We Grow. Yeah. And this is episode 27. Dang. We were just talking about almost the 30. Yep. That's crazy. That is crazy. I can't even like fathom 30 episodes. Like I can't picture that we've actually sat down and recorded for 30 episodes. Plus two bonus episodes. So really we're at 29. That's like 60 to 70 hours of our life so far. <laughs> Plus more than that because like we prep oh, yeah, for a while before that. True. But that's yeah, a lot. That is crazy. Woohoo. Go yes. us. Yeah. Yay us. Go <laughs> us. Um, so we're going to talk about attachment theory today. Mm-hmm. Attachment theory. Mm-hmm. You may have also heard it called attachment styles um it's pretty important i think it's a pretty important thing to learn about and we've talked about it before our favorite podcast has talked about it before and i'm gonna probably link their episode too because they make a lot of great points that are not direct directly attachment theory that i think should be pointed out but and it's been voted on before. Yeah, it's also been voted voted on our Instagram when we put polls up about like months ago. Yeah, what <clears throat> topic you guys want to hear? So we're bringing it to you. You heard it here first, folks. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we haven't said that in forever. No. Um. But yeah, we're gonna do that, and the way we're gonna tell you about attachment theory is gonna be a very loose informational episode. Bear like, with us. We did not do a whole lot of research research on this but what we're gonna do is we're going to take the take the attachment styles test with you guys on the pod but hopefully it inspires you to go do your own research (laughs) right (laughs) um so yeah but angelica's got a couple stories for us well first of all i bet y'all can't guess what i'm doing right now or what we just did (laughs) we'll give you a second to guess nope (laughs) nope uh nope (laughs) Kind of. I dyed my hair. <laughs> y'all, you y'all in the back. S- you got it. <laughs> comment below what you what you guessed that was. Okay, but guess what color? Oh, we should. What? I was going to say we should put a poll on the podcast, but then. We can the day of or the day before. Okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> I am. I just dyed my hair. This is my second time, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tried to do it on Sunday, and I – should I say the color here? Yeah. Well, I'll know by now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I wanted to do, like, a deep purple, but when we got to the salon, I don't know, like, like this pretty pinkish purple really caught my attention. You mean the supply store, not the salon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a professional. No, we, didn't do that. we did not do this professionally. Do I dyed it. her hair. That's the best kind, you yeah, know? Like, it really is. You just want to do something crazy, something with your friends. Like, just fuck Female it. bonding. Yeah, like, let's just do it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we got to Sally's, and I saw, like, this. 
Sorry. I just remembered we went to Sally's for the stuff and then we went to Sal's house to dye your hair. Shout out Sal. Thank you so much for Sal letting don't us... listen to the pod, but shout out Sal. <laughs> yeah, we went to Sally's yeah. for hair dye. And like I said, I, I saw this like pinkish purplish tone dye that I really wanted. I'm like, oh you know what? Like that would be cute. Yeah. Um It no. did not come out right. It came out like reddish. Like a rustic rustic red red. that's a good way to put it like not orange no no like a brassy red brassy red yeah yeah it was so cute that was not anywhere near the color that we saw the sample of not anywhere near the color yeah yeah it wasn't yeah i don't know what went wrong there but um yeah so i'm dyeing it purple yes and we've already dyed it yeah we've already dyed it it looks really good it's already starting to dry up oh my god i'm so excited like can we style style it it tomorrow yeah Yeah. um but yeah she's cute she's coming in i needed a change it's giving fall it's It's giving giving, it's giving there's a lot of things in life i can't control right now and this is the Mm -hmm. one thing i can control if you if you if you feel like you just need something to control in your life just Dye your hair. hair, get a piercing, whatever, yeah. whatever helps you. We'll see. We'll see. It's what... not gonna fix you. But oh no, for help. sure not. But I'll be cute crying, <laughs> you know. I'll be cute crying. Just... Oh, what did I call you? A cute? Oh, you you look like a cute grape. <laughs> because it's literally like, and it smells like grape. It smells like grape. Um, Kool Aid. Yeah. Shout out Arctic Fox. Yeah. If you want to sponsor us? Shout out Zoe for the recommendation. Yeah. Shout out Zoe. Love you, girl. It was good. Um, so yeah, so I'm really excited and yeah. I haven't dyed my hair in like, since I was 21, when I was 21 on my 21st birthday, oh, that's did. when I, I like went blonde. I wanted an ombre and she fucked up my hair and I yeah. had to go to another salon to get it fixed. So yeah. So and then before oh, that it was like, you were like 14 maybe. Yeah. So I haven't dyed my hair in like almost seven years. Yeah. That's crazy. I really didn't want to damage it again, but I was just like, You're like fuck, you know, it. fuck it. I just need something. And I was over here telling her, it'll grow back. It's just yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah. And we're, we only damage the ends. Yeah. So it's not like you're damaged all the way to the root and you have to wait for it to grow all the way out from the root. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's another thing, yeah, too. Like, I didn't dye my whole head of hair. Yeah. Just, yeah, she's not a f- fucking whole purple head walking around. I'm not a full grape. I'm she's like a half grape. She's basically got purple ombre. Yes. It's cute. Ombre. Ombre. <laughs> Ombre, ombre, ombro. But yeah. <laughs> so that's really exciting. Yes. Um, and then Kelsey, what did what did we do yesterday? Oh, yeah, we did something yesterday <laughs> we should talk about. Um, we went to go see Adam fucking Sandler. Woo-woo, the Sam man. Um, a lot of people didn't even know that he was in town, like doing a show. That's like, crazy. I, when they first announced his tickets, I was like, he tours? Like, what does he do? <laughs> My cousin was so confused. I asked him do you, if he wanted to go with me, and he was like, wait, is this like a comedy show or yeah. like is he singing? And I'm yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I'm here for it. Yeah. I don't um, care what he does. <laughs> right. So basically, what he did was he did a little stand up comedy. And then comedy through songs. Yes. So like he sang a lot of songs where he like told jokes in the songs. Yeah. Like he would do like a, like a, um, what's it called? Like a bit. Yeah. But I thought there was another word for it. Like for comedians. Dang. I said it yesterday too. What? I don't know. What? Oh, if I knew that I would tell you. Yeah. That's what bit. Like he would do like a, like a comedy bit and then he would do like a song and then yeah. back to comedy bit, like yeah. for like two, five minutes and then another song. Yeah. And the songs were short. Like they this, weren't like yeah. full songs. They weren't like, Oh my God, is the song ever going to be over? Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. It was yeah, really yeah. Short. And I feel like 
when he wrote them, he was like really winging it. Like he was, they're, they're not written songs. But he is so fucking talented. Yes. Like the guitar solo at the yeah. end. I told everybody at work about that. So at the end, he did a, a tribute to Chris Farley. Already. And he was singing a song. He had a whatever slideshow on the big screen of like old Chris Farley photos and them together. And then he had a whole ass guitar solo yeah. that was fucking awesome. And I got yeah. a good video of it. And what about the guest stars? Of the well, show? I was going to say first, before we get into that, like, yeah. just ta- like, I mean, we've all heard Adam Sandler sing, but it's like his funny singing. Yeah. But no, like he actually has a great voice and he yeah. knows how to play guitar, like electric and acoustic. Like, bro, my man is talented as fuck. Yeah. I already knew that, but like this just like yeah. solidified it. Yeah. I loved true. it. But yeah, guest stars, Kevin yeah. James. Kevin James was in the audience. I had no idea who the fuck that was. She was like, who's Kevin James? I'm like, Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> She's like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and he didn't yeah. look like himself because he was yeah. supposedly incognito. Like, incognito. Like you, you weren't supposed to be able to tell who he was. You think he was sitting there the whole time? I don't know. I told people at work today, I wonder if he was planted there after the show started and it was like a bit. Or if he really did show up and Adam didn't know he was going to be there. Oh, no. I think... Oh, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell that they're so good at impromptu yeah. stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But basically, at the end, towards the end, he goes, hey, I, there's this guy in the crowd and he just looks so familiar to me. Like, who well, is so that guy? I, I, this is the way I explained it at work. That he was doing a bit where he would pick out audience members and joke on them. Mm. And during that time, he was like, well, when the bit was over, he, oh, was, yeah, like, yeah. he, was, he was like, wait people. a minute, I saw somebody I know out there. And he had the camera guys like, okay, that's, that's got to be planted. Because how did he recognize this one person that barely looks like Kevin James? Yeah, I think it was. Because what if it wasn't Kevin James? No, no, no. I think it was completely. Yeah, it had to be planted. It had to be planted. But I don't think he was there the whole time. I think he was planted I think like, you're right. at some point. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> but maybe though, like. It's dark. Do you yeah. ever look at the person next to you and really see who they are? Right. Especially the way he was dressed, you couldn't tell. He's, you really couldn't he's tell. He's just kind of an average Joe, just like Adam Sandler. He yeah. could blend he in could if he really in. wanted to. I mean, depending on how he's dressed. Yeah. Well, he was there. Yep. Rob Schneider was there. Rob Schneider is like host. Yeah. So it seems he like has he has an amazing voice. Yes. I was surprised. He's incredibly talented. Yeah. He sang a lot. Wow. Well, he really, sang one song. Really, really good. But. He, I, I think he's like intentionally on tour with Adam to host the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a female comedian open for him named Fortune Feimster, and she was awesome. She was so funny. As soon as we sat down, we were just cracking up. Like yeah. my eyes were watering yeah. from how funny she was. Yeah. I looked up some of her comedy today. She was talking about her and her wife honeymooning in Qatar and how it's illegal to be gay there and how they only have like one picture in their honeymoon and they're like six feet apart, like their yeah. thumbs up. <laughs> She was like, they brought her a cake that said happy honeymoon and she kicked it out into the ocean. She's like, but I had a piece first. I'm not crazy. She's really funny. So go look her up. Fortune Feimster. She was very funny. Um, I really wish I could get that exact like set because her set was really funny. Yeah. I wonder if they recorded any of... I wonder I'm sure if... they did. But record... not probably in Indianapolis. I mean, um... Somewhere they're probably recording for a Netflix special. Yes. Yeah. Or a Hulu special. I will definitely be watching that yeah. when it comes on. Yeah. But, I mean, okay, I knew Adam Sandler was, yeah. like, weird and shit. Yeah. But there were some jokes. Yeah, I was telling my coworkers about this. Too. I was looking at Kelsey like, 
what the fuck is he saying right, right. now? Like, I don't understand. Okay, let's talk about the balloon joke. Oh, my God. Because that's the one that was, like, one of the most uncomfortable Oh, ones. my God. And it just went on forever. And I was like, please stop. So, Adam talks about how it's, he's joking about how you can't really just release balloons out into the sky anymore because it's bad for the environment. People get mad at you if you do it. It's bad for the environment. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and people get mad at you if you do it. So, he um he was acting like he was at a part a ho- party at his house and like there was guests there and he was trying to act like he was letting it go on accident so that people couldn't be mad at him. So he finally lets it go and then he goes upstairs <laughs> and he's like, "There's a tapping on the window and it's the balloon." And he opens the window and the balloon says, "Thank you for letting me go." And he's like, "No problem." Man. Yeah. <laughs> and no then problem. they just keep continue talking to each other. And the balloon says, <laughs> "No, I, he said I had two wishes. Yep. <laughs> I have two. I, that was one of my wishes in life, and I had two wishes." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, well, you only got one." <laughs> like, did he want to know what the wish was? And then um, finally, the balloon gets to say what his other wish was, and he said he wanted to know what it felt. Wait like. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! What? The balloon is a female. Oh yeah! The, Why do you keep saying he? She was like, the bl- <laughs> "How do you eat a guy out?" Yeah, you were the punchline. I'm just like, what? The balloon goes. I want to know what it feels like to be eaten out. <laughs> and we're like, he's talking oh, no. to a balloon. Like, what? Where I was is like, this wait, going? wait, what? The balloon said that. I'm like, is he on shrooms when oh, he's like God. doing this? So anyway, so then he proceeds to tell us how you eat out a balloon and and that he tries it and the balloon also wants him to play with its nipple and untie it but nice and slow yeah he like releases some of the air (laughs) and it queefs (laughs) no he like called it something else he said it ball queefs like a balloon no it was the vagina part oh what did you call that um the queef no it it was the word vagina it was um vagina ballgina it was like it was, it had the oon part in it. It's not Vag- the June. It was like Vagaloon or something like Vagaloon. that. Vagaloon. Yeah. Something like that. Something and that, some that weird was shit the tie like that. on the balloon. Oh my god. And so he, when he released the air, weird. the balloon goes, Oh my queen. <laughs> and it was just yeah, it was a very weird joke. And there were other very like kind of uncomfortable like he was pushing the line with Yeah. But, he like talks about getting Botox on his penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was very and nice. he talked to his dog in that bit <laughs> about, about it. He talks about, yeah, like his dog looking at his penis and <laughs> yeah. him looking at his dog's penis. <laughs> yeah. it, we're not doing it any justice, but it no, was a pretty funny No, like, bit. oh man, y- if y'all didn't go see Adam Sandler, y'all missed a great show. Yeah, like, it was really good. Really funny. Watch it when it comes on Netflix because yeah. I'm sure that's next up, but yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. fun. Oh, he made a joke about, because he had the his daughter's movie the bat mitzvah movie mm-hmm. and he said that his wife told him that his daughter's <laughs> movie got more ratings on rotten tomatoes than any but of his all of movies. his movies combined yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah adam sandler was good he's funny yeah i feel like he's like a very genuine down-to-earth guy like yeah i was telling one of the few that that, that didn't let like fame get to his head i was saying that he's the reason he's likable is because he's relatable and yeah. ordinary yeah he was wearing Adidas track pants yeah. and tennis shoes uh-huh. and, and a hoodie. And then when he did take off his hoodie, he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Mm-hmm. 
Very Adam Sandlery. Very Adam. Doesn't Sandler-y. care what people think about what he's wearing. I mean, I've seen, I've seen him like in suits and stuff, like on the red carpet. I'd say. Mm-hmm. But anyway, okay. I wanted to save this for the podcast, so I haven't told Kelsey about it. It's not. I bet when I retell it, it's not going to be that funny because you don't know who these people are. Okay. But just trust me on this, right? None of these people. No, I don't think you haven't met her. Okay. Okay, so. I share an office with three other girlies and one of our newest coworkers, we'll call her Pam. Because <laughs> that's her name. Oh, it's not her name. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, we'll call her Pam. Uh-huh. You know, she she's like, she's the older one. Um, she's very like, um, she's very religious, like by the book, a lot of things like many things that we talk about is very scand- scandalous to her. Yeah. But like in the funny way, like she she never shames us or anything. Yeah. But anyways, so one of our other coworkers, let's call her Shonda, she went skydiving. And so she's showing us the videos of her going skydiving. It's really, really cool. If you've ever gone skydiving, you know what that's like. It's fucking like have we talked about you skydiving before? I Maybe think so. once. One time. Yeah. We'll never tempt God again. <laughs> no. But anyways, we're talking about that. And then I said, I say it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll say it. And then I'll say it to, I said to, what was the first girl named Pam? <laughs> Pam, you forgot your fake names. <laughs> and then I asked Pam, I said, Pam, what's the craziest thing you've ever done? Because she was saying like, oh, I could never go skydiving. Like, that's super crazy. Like, that's wild. Like, man, you guys are crazy. And I'm like, okay, like, Pam, like, what's the craziest thing you've done? Right. <laughs> What'd she say? Again, Pam is very, like, you know, orderly, religious. Yeah, yeah. But in the best way. I love her. Yeah. And she goes, no, like, I've I've never done anything. Like, I just haven't. Like, I've played by the – like, everything in my life is fine. And I was like, oh, okay. And then she goes, except for the night I spent in jail. What? (laughs) And I was like, wait, what? Back it up. Back it up. And then, of course, I had to know the story behind it. I mean, she was a kid. She was underage. So, like, it, it was it was like your typical, like, 80s movie. Like, uh, 15-year-old's parents aren't home. There was yeah. a party. Then so she, she goes. she threw a party? Yeah, she okay. threw a party. I was like, what, Pam? <laughs> okay, Pam. Okay, 15-year-old Pam. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, her and her friends, um, like, trespassed at, like, someone's pool or something. And that's how they got arrested. Mm. And she was talking about that night. And I'm over here, like, mind-blowing. Like, what? You spend yeah. the night in jail? Like, that's crazy. And then she goes, oh, yeah, and the time you and my husband did acid. <laughs> <laughs> She's building y'all up. I was like, I feel like I don't even know you right now. Yeah. I was like, wait, is this before or after you had kids? And she's like, oh, no, I before. Say, I thought you were going to say, wait, is this before or after Jesus? <laughs> well, it had been before. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, Pam, you are wild as fuck. Yeah. And first of all, I didn't mean like illegal shit. I meant like wild shit. Right. Skydiving is not illegal. <laughs> no, just... like, oh, what illegal shit have I done? And then I thought about the craziest thing that I've ever done. You know, I really haven't done crazy shit. Well, no, sorry, not crazy. One would argue that skydiving is crazy. Okay, no, back up, back up. I wasn't thinking crazy. I was thinking illegal shit, like how oh, she was. Yeah. I was like, I really haven't done any bad stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean. You're very to the book. I am. And, like, I never got arrested. Like, never 
Like none of that. Like yeah. never gotten in trouble. Have I mean, I've gotten suspended at school, but like, have you ever been pulled over? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have, have I told you this story? No. <laughs> I've gotten pulled over twice. Okay. The first time was college, and I was on my way to the university to finish a project. Did you cry the whole time? No. No. So Impressive. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, mostly because I was confused. Oh. <laughs> so I was blasting my music. It was like towards the end of the semester. Yeah. And I was like a street away from where I was supposed to turn. And just like the IUPY cop like put his lights on and got behind me. I didn't know what to do. So I just stopped <laughs> the car. In like, the middle of the road. Well, I like scooted over to one side. Yeah. And then the first thing he says is, why, why did you? <laughs> Looking back at it, he probably was so confused too. <laughs> He's like, why did you pull over to the left? <laughs> you just said, I don't know my left or my right. Well, I said, I said, I'm sorry. I've never been pulled over. I don't know how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> he goes okay well nobody, next- nobody tells you what to do yeah. when I pulled over that's true <laughs> I, I pulled over to the left I didn't know Yeah. and he goes well next time and, and hopefully there isn't a next time you go to your right and yeah. I was like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> and, I don't know he just he gives me a warning and he's on, like <coughs> he, just, he just gives me a warning and just tells me to slow down and that's all the second time Oh, she waved her neck with this one. What? <laughs> you said the second time. The second time. I used to have this terrible, terrible tendency of driving recklessly when I was upset. Like if I was mad and I was, you know, driving, I would just wow. I would be fucking crazy. I wouldn't care. Yeah. Um, and and this is the story about how getting pulled over changed my life. Okay. And it is though, like I would drive reckless, like I would speed. I would barely do my turning signals. Like, I just wouldn't care. I'd weave, yeah. weave in and out of traffic. Like, did not give a fuck. And I was mad this day. And I, like, I think I was going 82 on a 55 on the highway. Damn. Yeah, girl, it was bad. I was mad. Got pulled over. Of course, then I started crying because I knew I'd fucked up. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm going to jail. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's um, reckless driving, technically. Yeah. yeah, I had to take a class on it. I think anything's it. Over, over 15 or 20. I think over 20. It's reckless driving. He said if it was if it was 19 or below, yeah. It'd be a ticket. Yeah, but it, since it was over 20. Um, so he had to give me, he gave me two tickets. I had to take a class. Like, my license was in jeopardy. Like, it was this. bad. Wait, when was this? 2020. Yeah. What? Yeah, it was bad. It was awful. Yeah. <laughs> I was on my way to a wedding. So, like, after all this, I had to pretend like everything was okay. <laughs> Wait, whose wedding was it? Um, Jose's co-worker at the time. Okay. Yeah. Um, in 2020? They had a wedding in 2020? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, okay. Yeah, they also bought their built their house in 2020. That was when the rates were down. Yeah. Anyway. But, um, yeah, so I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I'm very conscious about the speed that I'm going at. Yeah. Um, I'd say you're a pretty good driver. Yeah, thanks. What's the What's the most illegal shit you've done? <laughs> oh my God. Have you done acid with your husband? No. 
No, not Dude, acid. I don't think I'd ever do acid. That's me that's that's scares too, me. Yeah. Or mushrooms. Yeah. Um, or ayahuasca. Call us vanilla if you want. <laughs> um, Did you hear what I said? Or ayahuasca. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck all that shit. Um, I'm trying to think the most illegal shit I've ever done. Careful, record this. I know. Statute of, limita- of limitations. Yeah. Careful. 30, You've been reprimanded for your shit. 30 people are listening. <laughs> All 30 people. Um, I can't think of anything. <gasps> Did I tell you about my dream? No. Oh, my. Okay, so like, I was having these crazy vivid dreams. Okay. One of my dreams was that I killed a man. Well, in self-defense, I was at the gym, which... <laughs> Not there too often nowadays. (laughs) But I was at the gym and this guy just came in and started wailing on me. Just started beating the fuck out of me. And I'm trying to get the upper hand. I'm fighting for my life. And at one point he like trips over uh, some machine. Uh And I just take all my rage and I literally bash his face in with my foot. And he dies. (laughs) Wow. And then I just leave and it feels so fucking real. I leave, I go to work and I'm like, okay, how am I gonna go? How am I gonna get away with murder? Like, how am I gonna do this? And then I fucking realize I left my phone. Well, you're not gonna get away with murder with your phones there. Bruh, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Maybe it's still there. Maybe they haven't found it. Yeah. I go back to the gym, it's full of cops. I get close to the body. They're like, oh, yeah, like this man. Like, we just. The cops just let you in. (laughs) Yeah, dumbasses. (laughs) There's still people working out. The dumbass cops in (laughs) your dream. The dumbass cops in my dream. They don't know what the fuck the law is. Yeah. Um, And my phone's off to the side. So I just hurry up, grab it, and leave. Like, it's nothing. Yeah. And then I live my whole life with this guilt that I got away with murder. So then you see your whole life, or you just know. Your whole life. Yeah, but like I woke up so guilty. <laughs> You're like, God damn it, I murdered that guy that was trying to kill me. I almost called in on myself. <laughs> I was like, hey, in my dream, I killed somebody last night. <laughs> in my dream, guys, in my dream. Yeah. Um, and want- the other one that I had was that I was in church. Uh-huh. And so, like, my niece and nephew were there and my sister. Except my niece was, like, 10 years older. Oh, wow. My nephew was still the same age. And we're at this church, and my niece comes up to me, and, he's, and she's like, hey, she shows me a wad of money, and she's like, hey, can you hold this for me? <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. And I was like, okay. I don't ask any questions. I put the wad of money in my pocket, and then this guy comes around saying, like, oh, they took the collection box. Like, they took <laughs> the money out of the collection box. And I look at Layla, and she just looks at me. And I'm like, okay, what do I do here? Do I rat out my niece? Take or... the fall for her. No, 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 no. Not take the fall for her. <laughs> like, make her tell on herself. Yes. Or just not say anything. Yeah. And I decided not to say anything, and I kept it for college. Yay yeah. me. <laughs> what? Thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I listened to the part before that. The last thing you said, I didn't understand. I didn't hear it. I kept it for her college. Oh. How much money was it? I don't know. It was, it was oh. in my dream, Kelsey. I wasn't well, going to count it. You I just felt it was guilty a... your whole life in your dream also. True. It was just a big wad of money. The reason I'm on my phone is because I just downloaded a she's dream. She's not listening. A dream interpretation app. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to interpret your dream. Please. About killing someone. My God. 
Um, but it's making me go through a bunch of hoops. It's okay. I don't want to know. Well, let me just Google it. I don't want to know how fucked up I am. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Dream dictionary. Murder. (laughs) Oh, we need to take a break anyway. We're at 2917. All right. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. Did you know that we have merch? Merch. And if you're looking on YouTube, Angelica's wearing it. <laughs> um, if you want to buy merch, go to our Instagram. Our um, link tree is in our bio. Buy one for your girlfriend. Buy one for your boyfriend, your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters, your auntie, your uncle, your cousins, your grandma, your grandpa. Yes. Everybody. They, they are unisexual. So <laughs> Unisexual. Okay? Unisexual. Um, if you don't have access to our... Uh, link tree you can just go to bonfire.com slash here dash we dash grow dash podcast you have shirts yes we have crewnecks pullover hoodie mm-hmm. crew neck we could add some more stuff later if we want to but it is it is good please go get some please do it so that people say what's on your shirt and then you can say oh it's a podcast i listen to you should listen to and speaking of which if you're listening to the podcast right now which is how you're hearing my voice Send our podcast to someone you think will like it. All right, we're back. I found some reasons as to why Angelica would be having dreams about killing someone. When was this again? This just sounds awful. How long ago? Um, Probably like almost a month ago. Okay. One option is you have a hard time letting go of the past. Oof. Um, if this doesn't make sense to y'all now it will one day <laughs> two difficulties in personal relationships god damn <laughs> stop it three you feel the need to get rid of something that is causing you stress <laughs> I can't oh no I didn't, I didn't read these before oh, I started no. um the Four is the willingness to break a bad habit. Five, you sense that you cannot keep up with life. Six, a strong desire to aid or safeguard others. Seven, you are taking part in a criminal enterprise right now. (laughs) (laughs) You're in the mob. (laughs) That might be why you're dreaming about killing people. It's definitely not. Um... Oh, dreams of killing a stranger. Oh, no, that's no. Because he was a stranger, right? Yeah, I've never seen this man in my life. The stranger in your dream is a metaphor for the addiction you struggle with. (laughs) Okay, that's a no. No. If, for instance, you believe you are obese and dream of killing someone, (laughs) you may be advised at this time to eat healthier. And I was at the gym. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's gotta be it. That's so funny. (laughs) Oh my god. Now, we all know dream interpretations, not to the science, (laughs) but it is interesting, some of those options. Mm -hmm. Wow. What was the other dream? Oh, the Layla. My my niece being older and stealing money. (laughs) That's too obscure for me to look at. And me, like, hiding it for her. Yeah. That just means I'm gonna be a good aunt. Yeah. I'm already a good aunt. I love those kids. Yeah. Okay, you have another story. 
before we get into uh, attachment styles? Oh, not really a story, but I took my dog to the vet today. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Poor Bud has been struggling for mm-hmm. a while. He's just been itching at his ears a lot and like shaking his head and it's gotten worse within the last week. Mm-hmm. And like I've I've tried to clean it, but there's just always one ear that's worse than the other. Uh-huh. And there was like a time where I came home and there were there was blood on one of his toys, so that was kind of concerning. Mm. But anyways, I took him to the vet, and I mean, my dog's a big boy. Huge. We talked about this. He lost weight. Oh, really? I think he was like 107. Now he's like 101. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, six pounds is a lot for him. Yeah. So he, my my dog's 100 pounds, and so we go to the vet, and they're trying to like look into his ear and they he won't even let them get a sample from his ear and so the vet's like okay i'm gonna take him back and see if maybe with the doctor like having two people will will do it (laughs) she comes back and she's like um he's not letting us uh we're just gonna sedate him and i'm like what damn like he's never been sedated but he's not in my care he's never been sedated before has he been fixed yes well then he's been sedated before yeah but I've never, like, yeah. taken care of a sedated dog. Well, he was probably a puppy when he got fixed. Yeah. And so they're like, yeah, it's, like, the only way that we can do it. Like, yeah. he's not letting us. And they're explaining to me how it's going to go down. Because they're like, oh, he's he's in, not in any pain. Like, he's going to be in, like, la-la land. Like, he just won't be able to move, but he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. And um, I was like, you know what? Can you clip his nails while you're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While he's under. While he's under. Can you just clip his nails? Yeah. You know, like, um, I'm sure they get that all the time. I mean, yeah, because he won't let me. He won't let anyone touch his nails. Yeah. When he's distracted, sometimes I'll go up with a nail filer and I'll just file a little bit. But, I mean, it doesn't really do a whole lot. But, it's, man, this shit fucking hurts. Yeah. But, anyways, $338 later. Yeah. Just to sedate my puppy was $100. Yeah, I can imagine. Because he was over 50 pounds. Yeah, they had a... It was like a horse tranquilizer. <laughs> yeah. What the actual fuck? Yeah. How's he acting after? Oh my god. <laughs> Is he funny? Oh my bet. Oh my Sad poor but, little baby. but funny. Yeah, like. Oh. <laughs> I didn't want to record him because I felt so bad. Oh, like he's never gonna know if you were. <laughs> I know, but I'll know. <laughs> I just it was just you so You won't be sad. able to live with the guilt. Yeah, it was just so sad and like I was trying to get him back into my Jeep and he, oh, it's like little Paul. Like he was so timid and oh, she's so cute. And I was, I just felt really guilty. And then coming back home, he didn't know how to come off the Jeep. So I put my big girl pants on and I lifted him up and I squatted down a hundred pounds. Didn't even feel it. <laughs> I was like, wow, this feels All nice. All you need to do is lift the lid a couple times. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. I mean, he's loopy. Did- did they come back with the, sam- the sample? Like what? what oh yeah. Were they try to find. Um, they were Let's trying. See if to, like, it was like an infection. Yeah. So he he had really bad allergies that led to an infection, an ear infection, mm. and it had like a bunch of yeast in there. Just one ear though. Yeah. Um, the other ear was fine. They it just had like a bunch of yeast in one ear, and I remember I would always try to clean it, but like every swab that I put in there, I would get some of that gunk out, but yeah. it was just never fully clean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they got everything out and, um, like did like a heartworm test and yeah. Okay. Well, he's on the mend, right? I know, but he's just. Did he have to get medicine? 
Um, yeah, they had to put medicine in his ear. So you don't have to do it though. No, I. Okay. It's good for two weeks, and then after that, just like routinely clean his ears. Which I used to do like once a week, and then I turned to like twi- uh, once every two weeks because you know life gets busy. But that's that's no reason to neglect my dog. I know you probably were like, I don't have any money, but you can have the groomer do it. Do it's a what? service they offer cleaning ears. Oh, well, I know how to clean ears, but his was just really, really bad. Yeah. Um, because of the allergy, it just made it worse. <clears throat> yeah, my poor puppy. He was being so silly. He gonna be okay. He just looks so sad. He I know. Just, he was just laying down, just looking at me all depressed. I'm like, I'm so He wasn't sorry. depressed. He I was know. tired. No, I just feel so bad. He was loopy. He was seeing colors. My poor baby. That he's never seen before. I've never seen him like that. It made me really sad. Yeah. I wonder what drug they use to sedate dogs. I would assume trazodone. What? That sounds familiar. What do they use to what sedate do? <laughs> hey, dogs? Hey, Priscilla. The, what? Do you call a three-humped camel? I don't know what what that was. What? (laughs) I've never heard that in my life. Pregnant. What? I've never heard what you're talking about. Have you ever watched Zootopia? No. Oh, you gotta put cash on it. Oh, it's a kid's show? Wow. (laughs) I mean, it's animated? Yes, it's animated, and it's for adults also. <laughs> I mean... You don't know what I'm talking about? I've been watching Disney Plus for a month now, so... <sighs> okay, watch it. Here, listen. Plate. 29T... Number. 29THD03. Two... Nine. THD03. T. HD03. H. D03. D. Mm-hmm. Zero. Three. Zero. Three. <laughs> hey, Flash, want to hear a joke? No! Sure. <laughs> what do you call a three-humped camel? I don't know what do you call a three-humped camel. Three-humped camel. Pregnant. (laughs) Watch this. <laughs> I can't even see Zootopia. No, I'll watch that. I wrote my college paper on Zootopia. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> All right. Shall we get into attachment style? Let's do it. Okay. So I'm going to give a general rundown of what attachment styles is. Basically, the attachment theory is the theory that 
the way you're raised and how you form attachments with your caregivers growing up, like whoever your caregiver was, your parent, your aunt, whoever raised you, directly affects the way that you um, have attachment with people in your life, whether that be relationships, coworkers, friendships. Um, And it's a direct correlation. Not only is it a lesson on your inner child and how you treat your partner, but it's also a lesson on being mindful of how you raise your kids so that they have a secure attachment for the partner that they're going to be with at some point. And the reason it's good for your inner child is because you can really reflect on the way you were raised and how it's affected you and do the work to kind of undo some of the harmful things. Um, So we're going to take the test. The test has very important questions that I think are important to talk about as we go. So that's why we're going to do the test on the pod. It's a lot of like self-reflection. We've taken the test before. Have we? Have we? Have we? Have we? Oh, yeah. Yes. I thought you were saying we've taken a test on the pod before. No. Yes. We've taken this test before. I don't remember what your answer was. That was like a year ago. I think mine was like number seven or something. Oh, wait. These are numbers. That's the Enneagram. (laughs) (laughs) This is secure attachment, anxious attachment. Oh, yeah. Avoidant attachment and combined. I think mine was either avoidant or compliant. I said combined. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I think I meant compliant. Like people pleaser. I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. (laughs) Damn. I said combined. (laughs) Okay. never mind. I'll just shut up now. Okay. We're just going to take the exam. We're going to talk about each question. Answer our answers. Pull up the quiz on yours so you can get your own answers. Your own answers. I need this charger. Oh, it's the chair. Oh, shit. Okay. Yes, so it's secure, anxious, avoidant, or disorganized. And secure is the healthiest one. Okay, where do I go? I think you got secured, right? Yeah, And you're like the only one that got secured, and we were all like, wow. (laughs) I think you're the only other one that took the the test. (laughs) Took the test. (laughs) Where Um, do I go to? Did you go to the link that I sent it to you? Oh, (laughs) I sent to you earlier today. (coughs) I guess I could have just gave you the website. I don't have that link. I'll send it again. Oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay. I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay, it's having us fill out our information. Are we in a relationship? How old we are? And our gender? Do we have children? And where we're from as far as country. Hopefully they're in the same order. The questions. Damn, we're 25 to 30. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I did one earlier today that was 25 to 36. I was like, damn. Okay. Is your first question, I'm afraid that this person may abandon me? No. Damn it. They're opposite. They're mixed up. I'm going to take them. Yeah. Um, Just call out each question and then we'll overlap at some point. Or like we can do back and forth. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Let's just see how it goes. Okay. Okay. So my first question is, please answer the following questions with respect to your mother or mother-like figure. One, I'm afraid that this person may abandon me. 
I'm going to say disagree. So it's strongly disagree to strongly agree. Actually, I'd say strongly disagree. <clears throat> you want to do your first one? If this person has passed... Oh, wait. Is it for your mother? Yep. I, okay. I forgot that one. Yeah. yeah. It's for my mom. If this person has passed away, we would like for you to answer these questions with respect to how you felt when they were alive. Okay, my bad. Um, if it helps to turn to this person in need... It helps to turn to this person in times of need strongly agree mine is my second one is i prefer not to show this person how i feel deep down wow um i'm gonna say slightly agree to that i worry that this person won't care about me as much as i care about him or her strongly disagree okay three for me i usually discuss my problems and concerns with this person I'm going to say slightly agree on that one. I don't feel comfortable <laughs> opening up to this person. I'm going to do disagree. Okay. Because I'm very open to my mom. But there are just some things that that woman does not need to know. <laughs> <laughs> At least not in that moment. <laughs> right. Later on down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four. I often worry that this person doesn't really care for me. That's my four, too. <sighs> I strongly disagree. Oh, these questions are tough. So if you, if you're having a hard time listening to this, it'll be hard to take this test. My answer to this one would be neutral. And the reason I say that is because I don't often worry about it, but I know my mom loves me, but sometimes I think she doesn't like me very much. I mean, as a family member, you love them, but you may not like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a, I have a couple of family members like that where yeah. I love them, but me too. I do not like them. Go ahead. I find it easy to depend on this person. Strongly agree. What did you answer to? Oh, we had the same question, and I said strongly disagree. Okay. I have the same number five question too. I find it easy to depend on this person. Neutral. And you're the secured one. How the fuck? Yeah, because, and then it, it's going to ask us about our partner, how mm -hmm. we feel with a partner. I guess that's true. And uh, it might have changed. Yeah. This can change all the time. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, number six, I talk things over with this person. Strongly agree. Six, it helps me to turn to this person in times of need. Um, slightly agree. I prefer not to show this person how I feel deep down. Strongly disagree. And again, this is about our moms. Yes. Seven. I talk things over with this person. Slightly agree. Or mom-like figures. I'm afraid that this person may abandon me. Strongly disagree. Eight. I don't feel comfortable opening up to this person. Agree. I usually discuss my problems and concern with this person. Strongly agree. Nine. I worry that this person won't care about me as much as I care about him or her. I'm just going to say neutral on that one. I'm not, I'm not thinking about that. Did you do your nine? Yeah. Okay. Next one is father or father-like figure. What's your first question? Oh, shit. Hang on. Okay, I prefer, I prefer not to show this person how I feel deep down. So it's going to be the same questions, but for dad. Yep. My first one is, I don't feel... Oh, sorry. Answer yours. I was like, wow. <laughs> I literally rolled my eyes. I was like, Sorry. Wow. I'm trying to figure out the quiz. 
I prefer not to show this person how I feel deep down. Um, agree. <clears throat> I feel like there's a lot of things that my dad doesn't need to know either. Yeah. The majority of the time. <laughs> One, I don't feel comfortable opening up to this person. Strongly agree. That's my second question. Um, I don't feel comfortable opening up to this person. Um, I'd say slightly disagree. I still could open up. Okay. I prefer not to show this person how I feel deep down. Agree. I talk things over with this person. Slightly agree. Mine is also I talk this things over with this person. I'm going to say slightly agree because he does help me with some stuff. But it's like stuff that I know he has knowledge of. Yeah. I find it easy to depend on this person. Agree. I'm afraid that this person may abandon me. Strongly disagree. I have the same number five. I'm afraid this person may abandon me. Disagree. Five, I usually discuss my problems and concerns with this person. Disagree. I often worry that this person doesn't really care for me. Strongly disagree. I often worry that this person doesn't doesn't really care for me. Slightly disagree. It helps to turn to this person in the times of need. Agree. No, slightly agree. I worry that this person won't care about me as much as I care about him or her. Disagree. I have the same question. I'm going to do strongly disagree. I find it easy to depend on this person. Strongly agree. I usually discuss my problems and concern with this person. Um, slightly disagree. It helps to turn to this person in times of need. Neutral. Because it just depends on what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So now it's about our romantic partner. Yes. Uh, number one, I worry that this person... Oh, hang on. It's going to be tough. I worry that this person won't care about me as much as I care about him or her. I worry that this person won't care about me as much as I care about him or her. Agree. Okay. One, I think things over with this person. Agree. It helps to turn to this person in times of need. Agree. I often worry that this person doesn't really care for me. Strongly disagree. I find it easy to depend on this person. Agree. It helps to turn to this person in times of need. Strongly agree. I usually discuss my problems and concern with this person. Strongly agree. I'm afraid that this person may abandon me. Strongly disagree. I often worry that this person doesn't really care for me. Slightly disagree. I find it easy to depend on this person. Agree. I prefer not to show this person how I feel deep down. Agree. I prefer not to show this person how I feel deep down. Disagree. I'm afraid that this person may abandon me. Slightly disagree. I, I don't feel comfortable opening up to this person. Disagree. I have the same question. 
Slightly agree. I usually discuss my problems and concerns with this person. Agree. I talk things over with this person. Slightly agree. I worry that this person won't care about me as much as I care about him or her. Strongly disagree. Now it's about how each statement best describes your feelings about close relationships in general. So I have adult parenting attachment. Huh? Wait, hold on. The following seems over there. Yeah, I have parenting style because I put that I was a parent. So that's it for you? No, I have to answer questions oh. about being a parent. Oh, go ahead. Okay. I worry a lot about my parenting style. Disagree. When I talk to my child, I like to provide them with rich, elaborate detail and talk about people's feelings. I mean, when he gets that age, yes, strongly agree. He's only two. Mm -hmm. My child has an object that they are extremely attached to. Strongly disagree. As a parent, I feel that I need to control all aspects of my child or children's lives. Strongly disagree. I do not impose limits or physical boundaries on my child. Uh, agree. I would describe my child as being responsive but unpredictable in their behavior. Strongly disagree. I notice that when my child feels any kind of stress, they desire physical contact with me until they feel comforted. Strongly agree. I would describe my child as having difficulties with imaginative play and creative play. Disagree. I notice that my child seeks my approval of their emotions. This is neutral because he's not old enough for that yet. I am curious to find out why my child behaves the way they do. Strongly agree. Oh, there's more. My difficulties balancing my own emotions affects my ability to be sensitive to my child's negative emotions. I'm going to put slightly disagree because sometimes I have my moments, like any other parent. I am actively interested and curious to understand my child's mental and emotional states. Strongly agree. I notice that my child rarely cries when they are separated from me and avoids contact with me on my return. Disagree. My child minimizes their emotions to be emotionally or physically close to me. Strongly disagree. Okay. General attachment style? Mm-hmm. Okay. I find it easy to depend on others. Um, agree. I usually discuss my problems and concerns with others. Slightly agree. <laughs> I'm not I, as good at it as other people are. I talk things over with people. Agree. I worry that others won't care about me as much as I care about them. Mm, slightly agree. Damn. That's deep. I'm afraid that other people may abandon me. I'm afraid that other people may abandon me. Strongly agree because they've done that in the past. Yeah. I have the same question. I'm going to say disagree. I worry that others won't care about me as much as I care about them. Slightly agree. I find it easy to depend on others. Mm, slightly disagree. It helps to turn to people in times of need. Slightly agree. I often worry that other people do not really care for me. Neutral. I usually discuss my problems and concerns with others. 
Slightly agree. It helps to turn to people in times of need. Slightly agree. I prefer not to show others how I feel deep down. Strongly disagree. (laughs) (laughs) I talk things over with people. Agree. I often worry that other people do not really care for me. Slightly agree. I prefer not to show others how I feel deep down. Agree. (laughs) Telling you, Kelsey's a closed book. I'm trying to be an open book. I'm trying. Pop that bitch wide open. No, I'll I'll pop other people wide open. (laughs) Stop that. I'm very good at that. I don't feel comfortable opening up to others. Disagree. I had the same question. I'm going to say slightly agree. (laughs) What'd you get? (laughs) Your attachment style is anxious slash preoccupied. I got secure. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) This is the second time I've gotten secure, so we're pretty sure that's right. You have to put in your email to get the results. It's not a scam, promise. We've done this before. We'll put this link um, on our stories and in the show notes if you want to take this test yourself. It really makes you reflect on your childhood and your, your adult life. You know, you're just your whole life. <laughs> your whole entire life. Okay, so before we go to our results, let's talk a little bit about the different kinds. Um, wow. It says the anxious slash preoccupied attachment style is one of the three insecure forms of attachment. Anxious, avoidant, and disorganized. You think? <laughs> Damn. Okay, let's go to our results because I, I thought that was going to be on the same page. Profile, anxious, preoccupied. Yeah. Anxious slash preoccupied is what I got. Um, it's one of the three insecure attachment styles. Characteristics are you may feel as though you, you're less than others. The low self, whew, the low sense of self-esteem associated with the anxious attachment style often results in feelings of not being good enough. Uh, you self-sacrifice and put the needs of others first. This is often due to a lack of sense of self and your own needs. Due to an inconsistent formative period, you may feel as though you're unworthy of love. Thus, you seek external validation and reassurance from others in an attempt to prove to yourself that you deserve love. You struggle with being single or alone for periods of time. Relationships and intimacy are strongly connected with an anxious attacher's feelings of self-worth. Therefore, you may crave attention and try to impress others in an attempt to get it. You are caring and kind to your partner's needs, however, because you may become preoccupied with catering to your partner's wants, they may end up feeling as though they need space from the relationship. Wow, so I smother them? Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> Remember you were saying the thing to Travis about like being obsessed? Oh, yeah. My toxic trait in a relationship, we all have them, okay, guys? Shut the fuck up. My toxic trait is that I want someone to be obsessed with me because I would be obsessed with them too. Yeah obsessed i'm not talking like you know your life changes because like it's like not toxic but like no 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 hyping each other up yeah just like being like each other's number one cheerleader Cheerleader. yeah Yeah. like cheerleader yeah okay (laughs) moving on 
You fear rejection and criticism, thus you may become highly upset at any form of disapproval from your partner. You are hypervigilant towards any threat to your relationships. Due to your fear of rejection and need for intimacy, you may overanalyze all of your partner's actions, but yet misinterpret fundamental problems in the relationship. Ooh. Um, I, I don't think that's true. <laughs> the other way around, maybe. I think so. I, I think I'm overvigilant because of things that they've done. Yeah. Um, due to the lack of self-agency, you may struggle with making decisions and instead rely on a partner to do so. Not necessarily a partner, but my friends. Like, I'm very indecisive. Yeah. It's very hard for me to, like, be strong one way or the other. So I have to... in your choice. Yeah. I have to, like, consult with multiple people. Yeah. Um, because I just don't trust myself. I don't trust my judgment Mm -hmm. half the time. Yeah. Um, you may act clingy. Wow. (laughs) obsessed all right whatever someone's gonna appreciate that one day um you may act clingy and needs oh you may act clingy and needy towards your partner if they attempt to spend time with others outside of your relationship what's more you might experience intense feelings of jealousy and frustration if they do so that's not me no i don't give a fuck if you go out with your friends go please like go out and do your thing because i i do that because i go out with my friends a lot i agree You are attentive to your loved ones, almost to a fault. Others may end up taking advantage of your kind and generous nature. Yep. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah. Wait, what number is that? Like what page? Four. Well, mine has boxes. On page four. Excuse me. Oh, no, mine's on page six. Okay, I can just continue. Oh, characteristics of secure attachment. Is that what you're reading? Yeah. Okay, yeah, continue. Well, not secure, but yeah. Was that the rest of your characteristics? Was that all of them? Yeah, and then at the bottom it says, like, how do they develop? Okay. Well, let me do my my characteristics and we'll go back and forth. Okay, secure attachment style characteristics. You have a favorable view of yourself due to early years. You have a strong sense of self and self-agency. You have a favorable view of others. You tend to trust your partners and their intentions and do not typically feel jealous or doubt a loved one's intentions. You seek out emotional closeness with others and give it back in return. You enjoy mutual dependency. I do seek out closeness with others, even though I'm not willing to like say much like deep down, you know, although you enjoy being in a relationship, you are also comfortable being alone. Couldn't tell you. I've been with Travis 12 years. Um, (laughs) You exclude warmth and express your feelings openly and comfortably. You are capable of initiating and maintaining meaningful long-term relationships. True. You are aware of your emotions and are able to regulate them. You are also able to, to help insecure partners to balance theirs when they are feeling too much or too little. You are comfortable with proximity. Your view on relationships is positive, so being close to someone is enjoyable to you. You are self-aware and thus can manage criticism without becoming overly distressed. That's true. I manage criticism really well at work. I've always been complimented on that. Like whenever they're like, okay, we need you to improve on this. I'm like, you're right. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> Not like that, but like I'll joke with them about it and, and like lighten it so they don't have to feel so bad about, wow, that's kind of toxic of me. <laughs> I'll joke with them to make, to lighten the mood so that it's not so like such a dark thing to like be criticized at work. And then they're like, wow, you take criticism really well. And then I do fix the thing. Like, I understand, like, yeah, I did mess up. I'm not going to make excuses for it or, like, blame other people. 
Wow. Just fix it. I'm the opposite. If my boss tries to tell me like, hey, you did this wrong. I'm like, I can guarantee you I didn't. And let me show you. Yeah. And I always like nine times out of ten, I prove them wrong. I'm like, well, see, it wasn't well, me. Well, if it's something that I didn't really do, oh, then yeah. I'll be like, well, actually, no, I can. You're about to kick your water. Oh shit. Um, I can be like, well, no, I didn't, and then prove it. Yeah, yeah. Usually they're right. It's something that like. No, usually or... my boss is wrong, and I'm like, um, <laughs> like if I know for a fact I didn't do, it, I'm like, no, I didn't, and yeah. let me tell you who did. Yeah. I'll find. I'll figure it out for you. All right. Or if I think it might be, I'm like, um, I'm not saying yes. Yeah. Let me go do my own research and see if it was really me. Yeah. Because, like, at my job, there's, like, you leave, like, your name is stamped on it. Like, the last person yeah. that did something to it, your name's yeah. on it. Yeah. And I'll be like, um, I didn't do that. Yeah. Um, the rest of that one was, these self-reflection skills help you understand how you act within social context and may affect the outcome. I feel like I'm a good social person. Okay. You're going to go to six. Yeah, but it's, it's not loading. So what can I do with an anxious slash preoccupied attachment style? By this stage, you likely have a deeper level of understanding of the anxious preoccupied. If you're wondering about the next possible steps for you, then it may be helpful to focus on self-development. This means examining what you want, like, and need through exploration of who you truly are as an individual. Oh my God, I'm not read today. <laughs> We all have automatic thoughts, thoughts that are below our level of consciousness and affect our moods and emotions without our awareness. Oftenness, oftentimes, <laughs> oftenness, oftentimes, these thoughts are more negative than positive and more importantly, also inaccurate. For example, you might subconsciously think I'm not important. Everyone else is better and more worthy than me. Why would anyone ever love me? Or like you think you're a bad person. I, I do think I'm a bad person. Yeah. That's like what they're talking about. Yeah. It's subconscious incorrect thoughts. Yeah. And then when like bad shit happens to me, I'm like, yep, because I'm a terrible person. <laughs> that tracks. The good news is that it's possible to identify these thoughts and start the process of regarding yourself in a positive and adaptive way. Another step that you can take towards healthier management of your thoughts and actions is to try and stay in the moment. I do try and do that a lot. Like, when I'm having a good time with my friends, I remember to, like, take a mental note. Like, this is great. Like, I'm yeah. having a good time. Yeah. This is great. I'm having a good time. <laughs> you just say that next time we're all together. <laughs> this is great. I'm having a good time. <laughs> Everybody be like, uh-huh, me too. Thanks for letting us know. A key, like, I really try hard to, like, let it um, develop into, like, a core memory. Yes. A key feature of the anxious attachment style Sorry. A key feature. <laughs> a key feature. That's what it's, I don't know how else to say that. A I think key it's because feature. you said a key multiple times before you finished the sentence. A key feature of the anxious attachment style is rumination about what happened in the past and what could happen in the future rather than focusing on the present moment, the right here, right now. You might find that you're exhausted a lot of the time because your mind is always active. Duh! Got a big ass head, a big ass brain. <laughs> That bitch is always running, never takes a break. <laughs> and I'm an overthinker, like, of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah. Your brain drains itself. <sighs> Dude. Instead of constantly searching for meaning in the small and meaningless actions and words of others, <laughs> I can't accept that it's meaningless. Yeah. Try to slow your mind down by focusing on the present moment. In time, through practice, you'll be able to effectively break old patterns. 
and capture a more peaceful mindset. She thinks. <laughs> Was that it of that? Yeah, but I Parsing? think. Parsing? I think the um the part that was online was more okay, go interesting. Back to it. Well, you uh, go ahead and talk about I want to talk about scores too cuz I need to figure out how that works. Um okay, I'm going to read what can I do? What can I do? Like this wasn't Okay. If you have a secure attachment style, it will be important for you to understand the three insecure attachment styles. You are likely to be thriving in life and relationships, but you are also able to help your partners if they have an insecure attachment style and exhibit attachment disturbances. Your stability in relationships can make you your partner's rock. Wow. If you are with someone who has an insecure attachment style, which I do, which I am, you tend to show them and mirror to them that it's okay to be alone if they have an anxious, preoccupied attachment style or that it's okay to be with others if they have dismissive, avoidant attachment style. If you suspect that someone you love or care about has an insecure attachment style, you can be of great help to them simply because of the way you value and behave in social con- contexts. Another thing you could consider is to encourage your loved ones to work on their attachment patterns be it alone or with a therapist, friend, or family member. While it can be challenging for people to work on themselves and their attachment styles without therapy, we have developed a series of steps people can take to move forward to secure attachment. Another part I didn't read before was the beginning of four. You have a secure attachment style. It's great news. Either your needs were adequately, adequately met during your formative years or else you worked hard at your relationships and circumstances to get where you are emotionally in life. I think it's a little bit of both. The secure attachment style is considered to be the most balanced and healthy of the four styles. The other three attachment styles are insecure attachment styles, anxious, avoidant, and disorganized. One in three people have one of these forms of secure attachment. In- one in three? One in three. I'm one in three? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? I mean, think about it like the generation that raised us. They weren't focused on forming healthy attachments with their kids. Right. So I would think two of three would have three of the four mm. attachment styles. I don't know right? about all that math, but. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like there's, there's just one of the healthiest. So it's, so four statistically, there's three more, like 75% chance of getting an insecure one rather uh-huh. than a secure one. Uh-huh. And if it, the three insecure ones, only one and three, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. But I just would expect the opposite. Mm, yeah. Um, hmm. Where was I? When working with someone with an insecure attachment style, the aim is to help them transition towards earned security by helping them to forge their way on the path of secure attachment. Okay. Did you, have you read how the scoring works? Mm-mm. Okay. Three. Wow! Look! Look at what my score is at. It's at the bottom of avoidance and the the at anxiety. Wow. Yeah. Wait. So the purple is the purple dot. That's your partner. Yeah, I was talking about the mom. Oh, okay. 
So yeah, you're, you have the lowest anxious attachment with your mom. Then. Yeah, so I have the best score with my mom. More avoidance than anxiety with my dad. And then for my partner, I have about the same avoidance as I do anxiety. Well, I have more anxiety than I do avoidance. Okay. So I have the healthiest attachment with my partner. My partner's all the way down, almost all the way down to the bottom. <clears throat> Must be nice. General is like smack dab in the middle, almost. Um, yeah, like evenly avoidance and anxiety. Father is more avoidant than anxiety, which is what you said. And mother is evenly avoidant and anxiety. I was going to read what it has on the website. It says, what does it mean to be anxious slash preoccupied? The anxious slash preoccupied attachment style is characterized by low feelings of self-esteem and self-worth, but also by holding others in high regard. That's me. Yeah. People with this attachment style actively seek intimacy, security, and deep bonds with others, but due to their early experiences, struggle to trust their partners and loved ones. Well. I think, like, a a piece of your equation is that you're a middle child. Yeah. And middle child syndrome is a real thing. Real fucking thing, bro. Like, man. You had, and we've talked about this before, the oldest sibling was getting a lot of the attention with, like, behavior. And so, actually, so was your brother's, a lot of behavior. My siblings had a lot of behavioral issues. Yeah. So you were always just kind of the forgotten one or taking the blame for some of the behavioral issues. Yeah. Or getting punished for something they did. Yeah. For these reasons, someone with anxious slash preoccupied attachment style can act clingy, suspicious, and hypervigilant toward other people. Unfortunately, although people with this attachment style tend to be overly dependent on their relationships, I don't think so. Well, friendships maybe. Their actions within them often force others away, reinforcing their feelings of low worth. And then it says, how does the anxious slash preoccupied attachment style develop? The anxious slash preoccupied attachment style, referred to as ambivalent in children, typically develops during the formative period in a child's life, the first 18 months, as a response to the child's relationship with their primary caregivers. It is believed that this attachment style forms, forms from the child's perception of how their caregivers responded to their needs. So like the middle child syndrome, Mm -hmm. the child perceives that their caregiver neglects or inconsistently meets their needs. However, it is important to understand that caregivers of an anxious attached child often do not intentionally neglect their child's wants and needs, but instead that the child understands that their actions, understand their actions and their, my God, (laughs) but instead that the child understands their actions in this way. I remember telling my mom when I was a kid, like you love me the least. Like, mm-hmm. I feel the least loved. Like, that's how I see it. Yeah. I feel the least loved. If now, a caregiver, now you guys are like Kylie and Kris Jenner. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> if a caregiver... I'm Kylie, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not your mom. <laughs> if a caregiver is misattuned to and often mis- misreads their child's cues, the child responds by thinking, they're not going to take care of my needs, so I need to try harder. If I persist, the other mm. person will understand what I want and they will take care of me. That's how you do in your relationships. If your needs aren't going to be met, you need to try harder. <laughs> That's a cry. 
Wow, we just unlocked a whole. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, this is what you said last no. time I made you take it. Oh, I don't like oh, this. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> go back, go back. Wow. Huh? Did you lose your place? No, that, that, that's it. Oh, okay. Um, so I looked up. Oh, I'm here talking in the microphone. Wow. I'm talking in the microphone. Oh my God. I, wow. So yours is anxious, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to read the other two. Okay. I was going to read the, like the general synopsis in the beginning. Um, <sighs> okay. Avoidant attachments. Parents who are strict and emotionally distant do not tolerate the expression of feelings and expect their child to be independent and tough might raise children with an avoidant attachment style. Wow. That's makes me upset to even think about as adults. These children appear confident and self-sufficient. They do not tolerate emotional or physical intimacy and might not be able to build healthy relationships. What's more in the workplace, they are often seen as independent lone wolf. It is, however, possible for these individuals to change and develop to secure attachment style. Um, oops. Okay. I'm just going to read the synopsis on the other one, too, and then we could probably wrap it up. Oh, shit. I lost it. Okay, the other one, the fourth one is uh, disorganized, which is a combined anxious and avoidant. Uh, let's see. The most difficult type of insecure attachment is the disorganized attachment style. It is often seen in people who have been physically, verbally, or sexually abused in their childhood. This is which one? The combined one called disorganized. Oh my god. In adulthood, people with this attachment style are extremely inconsistent in their behavior and have a hard time trusting others. Such individuals could also suffer from mental health issues such as substance abuse, depression, borderline personality disorder. This attachment style can be changed with proper treatment, although the process might be challenging. Uh, I wish that would have told me more. And that was it. Okay, here we go. This disorganized attachment style is believed to be a consequence of childhood trauma or abuse. Perceived fear is the central aspect of this development. The survival of the infant child depends on the caregivers. The child knows that the subconsciously, that subconsciously, so he or she seeks safety in the caregivers. A problem arises when the source of safety becomes a source of fear. If the caregiver shows highly contrasting behavior, which is inconsistent and unpredictable, the child can start fearing his or her own safety. The child does not know what to expect, nor does the child know when the caregiver will meet, will meet their needs, if at all. Um, yeah, this one's pretty heavy. So I would urge you guys to go and find your attachment style 
if you want to read up more on the characteristics of what it looks like to be an adult in the disorganized or avoidant one, please read up on that. You can find it everywhere. You can find it on Instagram for crying out loud. So definitely check into that. Um, we only have two minutes left. You just want to wrap it up? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. That's been attachment styles. We encourage you to take your tests. Like Kelsey said, it's very, very yep. interesting. Check the show notes for the link. Um, it'll make you realize some shit. Yeah. I made Angelica realize some shit tonight. I mean, yeah, like, and it would be helpful for your partner to take it too, so that you guys can understand each other. Yeah. Really like one of the main parts about a relationship is knowing your partner. So if you can do that, then you guys will be golden. All right, we'll see y'all later. Goodbye. We're out.